So if you're if your expectation is you're going to go from zero to marketing in six months, and you're going to be driving a pipe that's as big as you know what, mm. right? Mm. Then probably not going to happen. Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com, episode 73. Who do we have? Chris O'Neill. Robin Kroll. Kevin Butler. Michael Turksani. All right. Welcome, everyone. In the studio. We're Yay. back in the studio. It's been, I think we've only really got like one in the studio recently, but then seeing all of our snippets as part of our brand awareness initiatives, they look so much better and sound mm. so much better when we're doing it here versus at home, remote. Conversation so much more dynamic. Yeah, you can actually see and interrupt and that know. zoom lag just yeah. in there. Yeah, no zoom lag. A little visual cues. Yeah. Um and yeah, so I think we we want to do more of these internally, right? We're not going to talk about the pandemic, but that's gotten in the way of doing these here. So hopefully we're through some of that. Fingers crossed. Most of us in this room have had COVID, so we're good. <laughs> Most of us. Most of us, not all of us. <laughs> but we've got super immunity, so you're safe too. Um, all right, so we're talking about human resources today, right? We're talking about kind of the trends we're seeing in marketing teams that uh, are kind of compounded because of the great resignation. You know, we're seeing this trend of people leaving and changing roles, and then I think on, on you know, adding to that the great resignation concepts, which we're, I don't think we're going to get into a lot of that, but... Certainly a bunch of our deals and a bunch of our customers have been hit with mm -hmm. uh, varying levels of uh, staff changes. So we wanted to say like, you know, this, this kind of really impacts growth or, or organizations that want to drive marketing and put marketing programs in place. And then, you know, you, you have people leave. So I guess we want to maybe talk a little bit about what are we seeing? Where are we seeing it? So, what, you know, Chris, do you want to kick that off in terms sure. of pipeline and our deal flows and that kind of thing? Yeah. So, uh, like, I don't know when the sort of the, the timing came down for the great resignation. Was that like December 15th, uh, 2021 <laughs> or uh, sometime a little bit before that? I, I it's, when everybody, it's when everybody announced that they were were forced to come back, back into the, the office. office. Yeah. Okay, so let's Following call it the that. settling yeah. of yeah. the pandemic and yeah. its yes. impact. Yeah. Got yeah. it, right. So I think that's probably about right, somewhere in that sort of late December. So we went into the year with a very, very optimistic pipe for the first quarter. Mm -hmm. And we had no less than six substantial opportunities. Didn't die, but just got postponed. Why? because we had people from all levels of the organization, from CMOs all the way through to, um, you know, marketing coordinators shift to mm -hmm. other places. And then what, what happened was uh, the remaining staff had to fill in the blanks and determine who was going to do what. And that process disrupted all of the, all of the mm -hmm. timing that was sort of leaning on, you know, February mm -hmm. and March of 2022. Um, and, and things are postponed. So, of course, that's the impact from us, the sales pipeline that, uh, that, that we observed. And again, the, the, the thing that was really interesting was that it did not affect in, in, in 
you know, on our pipeline anyways, any particular area of the organization in marketing, it was all the way from like several people mm-hmm. at the very, you know, at the very uh, executive level, all the way through to, uh, to sort of the, the doers and the, 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 you know, the people that were setting up campaigns. And I think, yeah, and I think there's probably different reasons in there for, you know, people at the top versus the doers, but the, it doesn't change the fact that now you've got companies that were engaging an agency on top of their internal resources in, in mm-hmm. order to get stuff done and move into 2022 with, with some, with some energy around marketing. Yeah. And now that's, now that's been shifted back. You know, these, these organizations have been pausing, having to shift. It's a great pause. reminder of the impact everyone has in an organization and on a team, whether you're the most senior heavily relied on resource or whether, uh, not so much, it's kind of like a Jenga tower. You just take a one block and the, the, the foundation and the strength of the pillar starts wobbling, maybe a little, maybe a lot. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we saw, right? And yeah. all of that has impact as to this decision we're making. Are we agency ready or marketing campaigning ready? And all that kind of concern, doubt creeps in. And then it says, Chris, we mm-hmm. need to push this out a quarter. Yeah. And I think one of the other things to also think about is, you know, if you're thinking about the resignation, people might have this image of this drain coming from a company. But in a, in a growth organization, and I would say that most of the companies that we work are companies that want to grow or they mm. want to change, right? They yep. want to move forward. So in order to do that, they're probably growing internally. So they're adding in new roles. They need to fill new positions. So in addition to losing people, they also need to expand. So it's kind of a yeah. a, a double whammy, is, which yeah. the, the net result is that they do not have they do not have the, enough people. They don't have the right people to to be in these roles. And suddenly they look at that and they say, oh, well, how are we going to move forward if we don't have these people in place? And that's when we're seeing all these impacts that they want to grow, but they think, oh, do we have to pause until we fill in these gaps? And, you know, in, in terms of some of the... Um, uh, you know, day-to-day things. We observe and we've observed for years when a day-to-day, you know, tech marketer leaves an organization, basically their newsletters are not going out, Mm -hmm. their cross-sells are not going out, things are just not, you know, continuing to happen. Mm -hmm. When you have that, have that happen now, it's even more difficult to find a replacement, uh, uh, you know, member to kind of fill that in. And a lot of times the, the more senior people in marketing don't really know what skills are needed in actually, in actually fulfilling that role. So it's like, mm. you've got the delay in terms of hiring. So they see, that's a, I don't know what was it today, probably a 12 week process to hire somebody. And then there's the determination of what is this person actually going to be able to do? What, what sort of uh, functions are they actually going to be able to accomplish for us until we know what it is that's um, that's left over? I think so. There's there's two parts there. Right? I think the hiring anyone who's who's hired um, a marketer probably inside the last year and a half probably knows this really well. But the the amount of competitiveness in getting a talented person is just off the charts. Right? It's just everything from the story you sell, the environment they'd be working in. Yeah. Obviously, compensation is a huge thing, but autonomy, responsibility, just the industry you, you sell to, like all of these things and more, that's one part of it. I feel like that moves quicker than ever. We're hearing stories of uh, end-to-end processes being under two weeks now. Wow. Between, between application and offer. Mm-hmm. It's that quick. 
but the ramp up if you're lucky enough to secure uh that talented marketer it's getting he or she ramped up to be able to make impact that's the longer part of the burn mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough to get the, the resource in the first place and i wonder you know just kev wanted just to kind of follow on one of your points the the one of the things that that employee employees are looking for they want to go to an organization where they, they they have some kind of connection to the business. They're excited about it. They, you know, that the it's they have to have the right technology. They have to be in the growth mode, right? So if you think of an organization saying, well, we 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 want to be appealing to to hire new talent, but in order to be in that growth mode, they have to have the talent. So it's a little bit of a catch twenty two, and maybe that's oh, yeah. causing them to to not you know to have to pause as well. So there you know there's a whole bunch of factors, I guess, that are probably contributing to to what we're seeing yeah, or the so, impact of what we're so, seeing. So yeah, the impact, right? So I think we've seen that the the I think well, I want to talk a little bit about what might be contributing more so than just the great resignation because I think we touched on that. We don't really want to go too much into that in terms no, of like lots of lots yeah, of information. We already there, know yeah. that like that's mm-hmm. a thing for mm-hmm. probably all, most companies, but then we look at the marketing area and I think there's probably you know, similarities to sales in this regard that, you know, in order to get effective from a sales perspective, you really need to understand the company's value proposition and how to engage a customer in a relationship and a conversation. And that's going to vary depending on if you're, if you've got a brand and, and, you know, if, or if you're sort of a, an unknown organization, but with, with the marketing side, it's difficult to just plug people in and you started like alluding to that Kev Mm -hmm. where, you know, if you've got, Hey, here's a 10 step process and you know, you have to work within our ERP to verify these orders and this is how you do it. And you can plug people into that, but now you're bringing really strategic, it's a strategic function, you know, to marketing in your business. And you're sort of trying to bring anywhere from some of these intermediate or, you know, even senior people in to say, Hey, can you take our business forward? Can you help us, Mm -hmm you know, develop a pipeline of, of, of business. And, you know, what I think part of what we're, we're observing is that that process isn't straightforward. And most of our clients, big or small, frankly, even some of the biggest ones that we work with public, publicly traded companies, like they're still in the early stages of figuring out how to develop that pipeline. So they don't have consistent numbers and, and metrics that they, you know, hand to us on a platter and say, you know, we would like to see, our end-to-end marketing process improved by 15%. Can, you know, that's that's worth a million dollars to us. Can you guys help us down that journey? Usually they're like, hey, we've done a handful or, you know, a bunch of stuff. Some of it's worked, some of it's not. We really don't have a handle on our data and our insights. We want to drive more business, but we've gone through three senior marketers in the last four years, and we're still start, stop, start, stop. Like, we don't have something yet. So... Maybe we could talk a little bit about like, you know, what do we think those challenges are that might lead to a, a marketing person be like, you know what, greener pastures, I'm just going to go, you think you called it a lottery ticket, I'm just going to go to that next mm-hmm. organization and try my try my luck there. Well, there's so much there in what you just said. Um, let me start, we'll probably circle around and, and have a few uh, weigh-ins each, but I think it's really hard to be successful in marketing in any industry or organization if you don't fundamentally understand the value, the service or solution, the product brings to the ideal customer. Mm. Like you just, how do you tell that story? How can you create 
effective ad copy and conversions and help sales articulate a, a strong message and value prop like you just can't do it and that needs time first and foremost probably six nine months maybe a year depending on the individual their comfort in an industry the um, the nuances of such an industry some are easier than others more regulated and the industries. nuances of the customer even if you've got yeah. industry experience you've now have, a, have an organization that presumably has their own take on sure right? yeah so first and foremost it's it's all that can can the marketer really get a handle on that space and does the organization who is employing the marketer do they have the patience and the ability to ramp that person up to really understand it will they support him or her etc is the mm. team there strong around it and i think to me we've seen instances of some marketers just it's just not a great fit okay that happens and we've also seen instances where the marketer um, themselves is strong enough to do this the organization doesn't have patience or the marketer saying i don't feel like i'm being supported mm -hmm. and says this is a white hot market i can go get a job anywhere else and the lottery ticket comment mike you alluded to is there's many great growing orgs right now of which i could jump into pretty quick and the time's never been easier for me to do so and if i'm not feeling it here and there's a, enough of a struggle or resistance then i'll throw my hat in somewhere else and give it another go mm. There's never been a more acceptable time to do that either. Most hiring managers who really want talent will totally look the other way on on that sort of storyline and say, okay, he or she's cutting their losses quick and moving on, which further compounds, Chris, your issue, right? Mm -hmm. As far as instability in an organization, we're not ready for an agency, we got to push out. So that's, I guess, part one of... Yeah. And, and you know... When I look at some of these, and it's only kind of getting worse to some degree, but I look at some of these... Um, LinkedIn profiles and you're like, oh, well, a year, you know, a year, 14 months. And then you just see this constant sort of changeover, mm -hmm. even in, even in some of our, um, you know, our vendor partners that we're close to, where we can see people that have come in and turned over three times, you know, the, into almost the entire teams. And you just wonder, you know, there's, there's something more to, to this space. And I think we've always heard, you know, you always kind of mm -hmm. hear about these CMOs that, kind of come in and they have a, a shorter lifespan. I think some of that though is kind of the larger companies where you're betting big on like a rebrand strategy or a, mm -hmm. you know. But it, kind it of is shrinking though, right? Like it's gone from something like it's, it used to be a few years ago. Uh, I think this is Gartner. They said it was about, you know, something like 22 to 24 months, average tenure of a CMO. And now it's yeah. kind of dropping into the 14 to 16. Like it's, it's sharp in right. terms of the decline. Mm -hmm. Right. So you need to have some some ability, I think, as a, as a senior individual and forget CMO for a minute. Like I, th I think we're talking about maybe even the director, level. Di director level, mm -hmm. VP level that yeah. has to set those expectation expectations on a on an organization where you're you're looking at that being. Are they comfortable in these in these in these types of programs? You know, are they able to communicate like to your point on how long it might take? You know, you you talked about that earlier, Chris, before mm -hmm. we got on. Where, you know, sometimes the the senior marketer you know relies on on someone else to sort of help them bridge that gap back up to the executive mm -hmm. to say, well, you know, we're trying to do this, but this is going to take some time. And I I just think there's a lot of these little elements that come into this where, if you don't have the backbone or you don't have the trust within the executive, to your point, like around. Do you feel like you're being supported? Can I be successful? Yeah, can I be mm. successful here? Then very quickly you're like, well, you know what? Maybe I, I need to go somewhere else because you know I'm not getting the pipeline. The business really wants the pipeline. It's been eight months, and we've you know under this pressure cooker environment, we've done the best we can. 
Now, I'm not saying it should take a year, but I do think this industry has it kind of worse than others in terms of, right you now, know, yeah. right now in terms of like, hey, you, you, if that's how you're going in, then, you know, you're probably going to lose people. You know, I've seen two instances, though. It's not black and white. What I mean is, okay, if it's a really tough situation, it's just not working, people cut bait and move on. Mm -hmm. It's not even just that. I've seen two instances where a talented marketer was in a good mm -hmm. environment and just said, I think I want more. I think I can do better. There's something that would appear to be greener from an opportunity perspective. They left a, a pretty good opportunity, one they didn't have an issue with. Yeah, in both cases, to do something a bit bigger, a bit better, what they perceive to be a bit stronger. And even that's pretty wild because pre-pandemic, that wasn't happening. You'd say, well, I'm pretty good here. Let's see it out. Now it's, no. Yeah. And, and that, they were good opportunities. And they weren't unhappy. <laughs> so it's like it really shifts the whole thing, I think. So another perspective on that is uh, what, what I've also seen is um, recognizing the talent within a company. So as the company grows, they're mm -hmm. promoting from within. So mm -hmm. seeing that, you know, this is talent that we do want to keep. Um, we, we value their input. We want to keep them in the organization. And for various reasons, we go ahead and we, they go ahead and, and, and promote them. So they vacate their existing role. So the organization continues to um, get value from, mm -hmm. that, from that employee and that employee uh, gets even more value because they're moving up within the organization, but then that leaves you know gaps or holes a little bit further down. Um, and one of the challenges there is this concept of the the experience of expertise. So, like as mm -hmm. you were both talking about, you know, it does it does take a while to understand the company's values, the product or service, mm -hmm. the the ideal customer, and some of that is things that you can learn. So, you know, a technology can be learned and after a certain amount of time, you can be proficient on a technology, but it's the expertise that is really required to drive value. And that expertise does take longer. I, uh, I thought where you were going to go was that when you, when the organizations don't have enough room to promote, you know, yeah, where, no, I was thinking the other way around. But it's, it's yeah. both. It can be it both, both, right? Where, where all of a sudden you've got a, you know, you've got a little bit of a team. The team's yeah. kind of been in place for two years and you're thinking as the lead marketer, hey, I'm, this is great, but I don't have a role to take my, you know, digital marketer or demand gen resource. And, and, and they're sort of like, I've been doing this for a period of time and I want to do other things. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, we don't really have that here, mm -hmm. right? Like there's yeah. only so much that we can open up in terms of opportunities. Mm -hmm. And it, even beyond salary and stuff, it's like you're, we still need that work done, right? And I think that's where we start to look at, you know, using an agency as, as at least one alternative. I think there's a bunch of things that we've touched on that people can start to think about. But, you know, if you say there's a, a level of, of, of activity here that at some point in, in, in a two to three year career, People aren't going to want to continue to do that, right? And they want to be more strategic. So, how can we leverage these these capable agencies to plug in and provide that continuity? So that, like you said, Robin, hey, now yeah. maybe we can give that person more strategic lens uh, in the organization, and that we don't have this turnover within within our tools, within our environment, within our ad mm -hmm. system, all this kind of stuff that that we see, right? So it's not sort of the senior, but it's also at that mid to intermediate. Yeah, and the agency value proposition works in both situations, I think. So, yeah. it, you know, it, it, 
the, the good news is that when somebody, when they are promoting from within is because they, they the company is growing mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, well, we, you know, we don't have a place to move people up. So maybe the company is not growing uh, as much, but, but other way there's that, that gap where an agency can fill in. One of the things that, um, that I've been observing in, you know, in chat groups and stuff is, you know, is revenue ops the right sort of place for marketing? And That's a uh, highly controversial question. A highly controversial, but it kind <laughs> of like comes down to where is it that, that you're going to plug an agency into? What kind of problems are you having? Because in some cases, I feel like agencies are contacted sometimes when they can't find somebody that is able to move the needle. And it's like, well, maybe an agency can help me move the needle. Oh, yeah, but right. I want to do things this way. So it's like, you know, you sort of see where where a, a, a marketer comes into an organization under a strong sort of sales background leader mm-hmm. who feels that they know exactly what needs to be done, mm-hmm. directs that agency or directs that uh, that that individual what needs to be done the results are not there and then then you know things don't go well either for the agency for the individual or for the leader of the organization nobody gets nobody gets anything good out of that on the marketing and RevOps, i think that's a bigger company challenge that i'm not going to sit here and solve every company is a bit different um the smaller companies i just don't think that's an issue you're all driving towards one well i think I, i think maybe what what chris was saying was RevOps, but really sales-led marketing I know. I just, want to, yeah. I just wanted to touch on the RevOps because oh, like, okay. I see it on LinkedIn all the time. It's this huge debate. Yeah. And it's like yeah. what I observe is a lot of the time the people weighing in with these strong opinions, I don't think it matters. They, the orgs aren't big enough to really need oh, that. Yeah. When you're oh, a lot okay. bigger and you're more like a mid-market enterprise software vendor, that's a legitimate challenge. As far as the sales-led stuff, you know, one thing that doesn't get talked about enough um, is the sales process, the mechanics of taking a good quality lead and understanding or interpreting behaviors and actions and even the, the qualification questions as part of that first touch in the sales conversation to understand if there is an immediate need, the budgets, not all the stuff that, that we all know, but that never gets talked about as part of closing leads. And so then you have to look at, well, what's the way in which we're bringing in leads and how are we, is it like a really good call to action? Is it a good call to action, but doesn't really align with the sales process that we can sell them something that we do. And no one ever talks about that. And and I feel like not all leads are made equal and they're not all brought in the same way, but you could have a really great lead ready to buy with a bad process behind it and you're not getting anywhere. And it works the other way too, but we don't talk about that. And I think that's really critical. And so the sales leader has to definitely. Well, it's, and I think, I think that's like when you look at, oh, you know, it's a really great point. And it's with, uh, you know, with an e-commerce system, you might have great traffic and low conversions because the platform, the cart, you know, whatever's going on on, on the site, it's just not optimized. Right. But from a marketing perspective, you see, well, but we've, we've actually been able to generate some interest on whatever said channel and bring them to the mm-hmm. to the site. Yeah. They've got the pages exactly. per session. They've got all these great numbers, but they're not making it through. Maybe there's actually a technical error mm-hmm. on on that site that is causing mm-hmm. some of that traffic not to not to convert. So then you think, well, the whole initiative was was not working. And it's like, well, actually no. And it's the same for these for for exactly. what you're saying for marketing is that mm-hmm. you know, it's really important to be able to measure 
both sides of those coins the best that you can to say, hey, we've got this, these are great organizations. Yeah. We've got the traffic, we're getting interest. So our marketing team is actually yeah. not like, it's doing a decent job, but it's falling down once the leads come in. Yeah. And, and I guess on the revenue, uh, the revenue op side, it's kind of like there could be that, that could be going on where, where there's good value being generated from a pure marketing perspective, but because the revenue isn't there, everyone gets shot. Everyone yeah. gets, right? if, they, if they don't get shot, they get basically called, called down. Like right. it's like, you're not getting it done, but in fact, there's actually yeah. some progress that's there. That could be pretty demotivating to a marketer. This like, is, this is a great conversation. I feel like this is this whole big conversation we can have because I think yeah, it's such an important like, topic. Yeah, it's like a whole other subject. Yeah. Yeah. But, but to, the, to bring it back to the HR, it's like, okay. I really yeah. bring it back. <laughs> Just bring it feels back. like he or she's driving the value. They see that like, this is right. the right audience. We feel strongly about the message say I, I don't know if i can be successful here though mm -hmm. we've got mm -hmm. a kind of a strong-armed sales-led view mm -hmm. and right. there's some sort of um thing issue going on in that chain of lead to customer and it's like no matter what i'm doing i don't know if i can i, I think this is a, i think this is a big thing i mean i don't i, I know we're talking you know we're we're I, I don't think we're hypothesizing about the issues because some of us around the table have actually been through these types of issues with organizations mm -hmm. Um, but on top of that, we've, we've observed it within our own customer base where yeah. you've got, I, I don't want to say unreasonable expectations, but you've got these expectations from the business that we need to hit a certain amount of revenue and the environment is just not, like you said, set up for success. And I think this is more and more, it needs to be talked about more and more and more. If you're trying to develop marketing capabilities, like there needs to, you need to create this environment of success. And if you don't, what's going to happen is, unfortunately, due to the hot market, is you're going to see this jumping. I mean, one of our customers literally brought us into, I think, three or four other accounts in two and a half years or something. You know, the they, they, director yeah. level has been to three different or four mm -hmm. different organizations now on their fourth organization. So why is that? And it has all to do with not being able to feel like you're in an environment that can be successful, not the individual being capable, right? Yep. So I think that that's a huge, you know, if you're a marketer interviewing for roles right now, whether you're a senior or, or earlier on in your career, I think the number one question to ask is, why did the person leave this role that we're talking about right. today? And how long were they there? And then two, I think you need to understand how are decisions made across both the sales and marketing vehicle what kind of inputs required? How successful have you been taking good leads and actually making something of it? Because your success is very much tied to your sales counterpart. Mm -hmm. Chris, you kind of alluded yeah, to that as sure. well. And if you've got uh, a real rock star who can take something and really close it, and you feel comfortable that you can deliver quality leads, you're probably going to have a great partnership with sales. Yeah. And if you feel like that salesperson, you're like, I'm looking at he or she, and I, I just don't think they can close. Can you be successful? And that's that's uh, mm -hmm. that's becoming more and more apparent. You know, people, you know, uh, they they want a concept of of job satisfaction, feeling like they're contributing, feeling like they can be oh, successful. Yeah. Uh, more than ever, that has been mm -hmm. important, right? Because that's you know, from a career perspective, from a personal perspective, you want to have that feeling. And uh, you know, b before you know, in the la over over two years ago, so we won't use the C word. Um, people were in a lot of organizations because they felt that we don't really have a choice. We just got to slog through it. But now there's a no. I, I want to feel empowered. I want to feel like I'm contributing to the success and understanding that 
being part of that success, yes, you have a role, but guess what? The organization, you have to be in line with the organization. So if you're marketing, how how does sales work? How does senior leadership work? And that's becoming uh, more important to people as they're they're choosing where they're going and whether or not they're staying. Yeah. I think that's a good place to, to, to wrap it up. I mean, I think these organizations, they all, you know, like I said, for the most part, the organizations that were engaging are not... Ha- they don't have this thriving marketing pipeline, you know, this lead to revenue yeah. system that that they bring to us and say, hey, it's X percent here, Y percent there, Z percent there. As a system, we, we want to plug you guys in here and raise, raise it up by 30 percent. Can we do that? Right. That's not what we're seeing. We're seeing it's haphazard at best. It's probably been a ton of stop and starts. They've run some stuff and they've had some value, but then they're they're seeing this turnover in the space. So I think that the organization's they want to grow to your point, Robin, or maybe they are growing, but they're trying to establish their, their marketing program, their marketing system. And no matter what, the team has to be able to, has to be able to turn that into something, right? So if you're the, if you're the, if you're the marketing team that's on the ground, you have to be able to turn that into a positive contribution for the business. So I think it's just kind of recognizing as, as the ownership and as that, and the marketing leadership to say, you know, how long is this going to take? Where where are we seeing really good results? Where do we have gaps? And being able to, I think, uphold that conversation. And again, you know, you're not going to get give someone two years of rope, right? But you can't give someone six months of rope when your business isn't already thriving on from a marketing perspective, and expect that they're going to be able to turn that around right. and, and turn it yep. into something positive. So. I think if most orgs want to be in full successful growth mode and scaling that growth, that's where you want to be. Not everyone is. The next best place to be is sort of what I would deem or or term a marketing-friendly environment whereby you have an acceptable amount of rope. You've got support from different uh, people and departments within the organization. And most importantly, you've got patience and budget to support the learnings along the way because we're not there that we can scale it. Right. That, those are probably the biggest core things. If you have them and you've got some smart people around the room, you can probably make traction on that. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. This is In Studio 101, episode 74. Just kidding, Sounds 73. Good. So <laughs> thank you. Catch All right. you later. See you next time. Bye. Tell the next one. <laughs>